0: This episode of the Strategy Hour podcast is sponsored by Gusto. They're making payroll benefits and HR refreshingly easy for the modern small business. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, excellent benefits, and exceptional service to take care of your team. Gusto is offering a
1: totally free three-month trial just for Strategy Hour listeners. Sign up today for this exclusive limited-time deal. Just go to gusto.com slash strategy and unlock three months free once you run your first payroll. Yep, that's three months free at gusto.com slash strategy.
2: You guys, we did like a big girl boss thing in 2019.
0: Yeah, we started looking and eventually hired our first full-time employee. That's not the two of us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So for the longest, the only employees inside this business were Abigail and myself. Everyone else that was on our team or that we worked with were 1099 contractors, or we were like a client of theirs. So they had their own business and we worked with them through that capacity, or we were kind of their side hustle with their full-time job or having just something kind of on the side, but for over a year, I would say we were kind of itching to have someone on a more committed level. So like meaning we could get more time from them, we could know exactly when they were working, we could set more boundaries and parameters for the type of work that they were doing, when they were supposed to be doing it, how they were communicating, etc. But I think Part of our hesitation was just a lot of the unknown. Like we didn't know if it would be super expensive to have an employee. We didn't know if we can afford an employee. We didn't know like legally how that would change our business. So we asked all the right questions for all of the right people. And I think sat on it for a while until it was like, okay, yes, now is the perfect time.
0: Oh, for sure. And I think what really helped us dig into figuring out, you know, what is it that we're ultimately looking for? I think for the longest, it was just a conversation of, do we want an employee? Do we not? Can we afford an employee? Can we not uh, legally do we have all our ducks in a row? Financially, do we have all our ducks in a row? But then once we had decided, okay, I, I now think we have the time and the space and the financial capacity to bring someone on, who do we want? And for what purpose? And what are what role are they serving in our business? And so, in order to get to that point, I still believe, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go yeah, back to I it will, again. I'm gonna have this etched on my gravestone. I think <laughs> the book traction really, really helped us align with where our business was going. And I think for so long we didn't know. I mean, we knew we were growing for sure, but we didn't know how much, how fast, what we were looking for, what it was going to be like. Did we really want a big team, a small team? Were we going to, you know, stunt our growth on purpose and like just kind of live in what we had grown to and be happy or were we wanting bigger and better things? And we sat down with the book and there's this whole section around developing your kind of hierarchy in your business? What are the positions you ultimately want to fill? We're not saying you're going to turn around and hire 20 people tomorrow. But if you were to fill out your business and have certain roles in your business, what would you be looking for? And so we sat down and defined what we thought we wanted and also plugged people in that were currently working for us and including Mm -hmm. ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) And most of us were currently serving multiple roles that eventually we would want to break out into individual roles. Mhm.
2: And I think this this probably sounds confusing as we're like kind of word bombing it on you, but if you've read this book or done this exercise, it really really walks you through step by step how to map out your the kind of funnel and hierarchy of your business, what those roles should and could be and like the basic departments that most businesses need and have in order to grow. It doesn't matter like If you're wanting a billion dollar company, millions or six figures, like it doesn't matter. Like these same kind of departments exist. You might be the head of four out of five departments, right? But it can at least allow you to see truly how stretched your current role is, how stretched current members on your team are, and where kind of like bleeding holes are within your company that need filled like ASAP. And for me, that's. It showed me that so crystal clearly. I think for the longest, Abby and I were sitting here like, well, it'd be great to have someone who we could have a little bit more like control over, but I don't know what they need to be doing and what's the most like the best bang for our buck and like literally where should they fit within side of this business. But truly mapping this out was like, oh, one of three spots are kind of bleeding and like we need someone in there ASAP.
0: Yeah. And so we started looking at this overall kind of chart and trying to decide, okay, based on this information, based on where we want to grow, how we want to grow, what is the most vital and biggest opportunity to either generate revenue or keep revenue from leaking out of the business? So... I mean, we love y'all and we like super value customer service, but we also don't want money coming in the door and flying out the window. And if you haven't heard that saying, trust me, when it happens, you will know what's happening. It was like a light (laughs) switch for us, I feel like. (laughs) And so we want to take better care of you and we want to ultimately serve you. But as our business has grown... It's been harder and harder for Emily and I to handle as many students as there are, as many requests as there are, and just keep up with like the everyday needs of our community. And so we sought out to have someone come in to really take over the whole customer service side of our business, as well as continue to cultivate relationships in our community inside of our paid programs. And having them focus on things like retention and churn were so exciting to us. And we didn't really know where to start. And so we kind of sat on that for a minute. And, and then we had a really amazing guest come on the podcast.
2: Yeah. So you guys probably remember, I'll grab the episode number for you, but we had Bonnie on the show and she talked about the process of hiring overseas help, right? contractors, VAs and stuff internationally. And throughout that process, she shared how she vetted people, right? Because there are billions of people out there. So how can you make sure that you're going to get like a good egg out of all of the people who are potential candidates for that position? And so she really broke down some Great questions to ask and ask this instead of that, and make sure you're providing these things over here. So, we re listened to that our own episode and like legit took notes. And if you are at all in the hiring process, even if it's not for an employee, I highly suggest you give that episode a listen or a re listen because, like, we've hired before, right? We've brought on contractors, we've sought labor, we've done like you know, post in large groups, of, hey, we're seeking this type of person. And we've done like what everyone does, right? Hey, email us over here and let us know, like, if you're going to be the right fit. And we kind of read an email and then we hop on a call and then we chat with this person. And you're kind of left after the last like couple of days or hours or weeks of talking with this person, like, I think it might work. Like they seem pretty cool. Like, let's just give it a try. And that's basically like the rating system that we had used for so long in our business. And sometimes it worked really well. Most of the time, though, it didn't. And so it got us in this position of really, I will speak for myself, but like afraid of bringing someone else on the team, afraid of like them not working out in 90 days because we didn't somehow get it right the first time, afraid of there being some sort of personality disconnect or them not liking the job. And then just a, yet another awkward conversation of, Hey, I don't think this is the right fit. It's time for us to both move on. If I could not have any of those ever again in my life, I would be great. And so we were in full on like prevention mode, right? Right let's not have those conversations. Let's not make it awkward. Let's spend the time and energy doing it right to even vet people first. So we don't waste our time hopping on calls with people who aren't going to be the right fit. And most importantly, waste our money on bringing someone into this team just to find out in a couple weeks or months that it wasn't the right fit.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important that you really focus on the right fit. And I think more than anything, skills, for the most part, can be taught. But you can't teach someone to be self-sufficient. You can't teach someone to be hungry for new challenges. You can't teach someone to be fun. If they're not fun, they're not going to be fun. And so I, as like you know, basic as that sound, it was really kind of groundbreaking for us to Focus more on the personality and less on perhaps their exact experiences. It was kind of like reading between the lines, I feel like. Oh, for sure. I think the
2: way that we set up the the application process was very much like if they answered it this way... It told us all of these other things about them. So, just for quick reference, that's episode 277 Hiring Your First or Next VA Domestic or Abroad with Bonnie Faye. All right. So, make sure you get that one to listen. But we're going to kind of break down. Like, I, I definitely suggest you listen to the episode. We're not going to like go through the whole, like, how did we come to this? But I'll let you know a little bit of some of the things that did come out of that episode for us to structure our application process. So what we did, we made kind of like a, a two-step application process, technically three steps if you're really paying attention to all of it. So the, the first gate entry, right, is you, you see the posting somewhere, whether it was on you know a job site posting service, a Facebook group, or our website, you see it somewhere. And then we give you a, a, j- just a very few directions with inside that description or caption. Go to this URL and apply. Don't email us. Don't comment on this thread. Go to this page and apply. Here's who we're looking for. If you fit that, go here and apply. How many people already disqualified themselves by like commenting on a post that, hey, send me an email over here? Or hey, I just sent your team an email about XYZ. Automatically disqualified because you didn't listen to the directions. So that was our first kind of point of entry. The second one was you go to that web page and you see is this position even right for you? What the position is called, where it's located, how many hours we're expecting of you, what about your personality and you, like you as a person needs to kind of be intact in order for it to be right for this position, and what some of those responsibilities include, what some of the software or tools that you might be working with. And what are some of the like the KPIs, the measurables that we are going to measure in order to see if this position is going
0: well? Now right? I wanna pause right there because I think that's such an important piece that so many people, including ourselves, don't bother doing. You're just 10,000%. like you're like, <laughs> I need a VA. Okay, cool. You need a VA. Go awesome. What are they actually going to do in your business? I know this sounds sad a little ridiculous for as large of a company as we run, but we had never written a job description before until this very application. Literally, (laughs) and including and identifying first
2: what those KPIs were for this role, and and we can share them with you. It prevents the question that we had been asking ourselves for months and months about members of our team, different roles on our team, literally saying, what is the point of this role? What do they bring to this company? Not in a rude way, not in a why are you here, but like kind of why are you here? And like, if you don't know that as a boss, and more importantly, if that person fulfilling that role doesn't know that, then nothing is going to get done. Nothing that you that are meeting your standards or your expectations are going to get done. You're going to be left every single week or month or quarter sitting there with your kind of shrug shoulder emoji going on, thinking, I don't even know like what role or what progress anyone on this team is helping me achieve. Mm -hmm.
0: No, I think if you don't know that you're not gonna get anywhere. Right. Now, just like spoiler alert of what this will allow you to do later, like Emily and I came back from break. We had written this months ago. We had just hired someone she just started and we were kind of not, I wouldn't say panicking, not at all. We were just like, okay, we need to onboard her on some things. And we were just, I mean, struggle busing coming back from the holiday break. And to be able to just go to this list and say, oh, we had already decided this is what she does. Yep, (laughs) And then we could hand off some things that needed to happen right away. And it was way easier to come back and reference this. So taking the time in the beginning and writing a true job description. That's, I mean, pretty specific, but also making sure you include things like, you know, that you can add things at your will, (laughs) like making sure you have like some wiggle room so that they don't get weird with you later. But I think that was so great. And then the piece that we've never done before. Well, and I want to share the specific KPIs that we actually identified for this role so people
2: can really get clear on what we mean here. So I'm just going to bullet point these out and we'll kind of just briefly touch on them. So KPIs related to this role. Remember, we're filling the role for customer support specialists. Okay, so we're talking about member retention and churn, student refunds, student engagement, course completion and student wins, and response time. So it's those things that Abby and I can set up an actual measurable system to find out what is the appropriate goal that needs to be set for each of these kind of KPIs, and then enable that person filling this role to kind of measure. On their own. This is what they expect me to do. Here's where I'm at. Here's how I can either do better or take on more responsibilities.
0: Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. We are all about small business owners getting paid, and we know that some of you listening still get stressed out when it comes time to crunch the numbers, run the reports, and treat yourself. Want to know why you should make the switch to Gusto? With one
1: login, you can manage payroll, employees, benefits, and HR in one place. Plus, all your employee info and deductions stay synced and up to date, which helps eliminate many of the common errors you're bound to make. Gusto also saves you time. 72% of customers spend less than five minutes on running payroll. Gusto
0: automatically, yes, I said automatically, files and pays your payroll taxes, compiles and sends your W-2s and 1099s and submits new hire forms. Set it and forget it. Plus, they got big-time benefits for small businesses. Gusto offers tailor-made
1: options for your business, such as health insurance, 401k plans, and more.
0: Don't believe it? Just Google them. People love Gusto. How often do you actually love your payroll provider?
1: Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash strategy. Here's the deal. Most small businesses don't have an HR expert, but you don't need one to use Gusto. With great software and great service, you can focus on your business, not payroll or paperwork.
0: You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service for your team.
1: To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive, a limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. All you got to do is go to gusto.com slash strategy.
0: And then once we had those defined, it allowed us to know what we would ultimately be coming back and doing reviews on. So we can do this on a monthly basis, a weekly basis, You know, using this in a quarterly review, instead of like arbitrarily, are they doing their job? We have things we can look at and know for a fact whether it's being effective or not. And we're not saying that they have to necessarily meet a certain number, but is there improvement? Right, right. And that kind
2: of gauges also like if they don't meet the specific number, how are they reacting to that? Are they being self sufficient? Are they uncovering ways that they could do better on their own? Are they constantly coming to you? So, like, even within those KPIs, you're able to tell this part needs coached, or this person isn't the right fit, or whatever, right? But without those, you're just kind of left wondering, which is where we've been for three years. <laughs> Okay. So let's get into the application process. Oh no, you wanted to add the important thing that we had on this first step.
0: Yeah. So something I think we have done a very poor job of doing you know, for, for a long time is we tend to go out into the world and say, hey, come work for us. Here's all the amazing things that you'll do for us. And we spent no time telling them what they would get out of us. And like, What was the culture like? What are the benefits of working with us? How did we start? What's our passion? What's our mission? Where are we going? What's the business trajectory? What can they get on board with? And I think just by including this simple piece, we went from having people that just needed a job, that just wanted to get paid, to people that were truly passionate about our mission and vision and wanted to be there for the long haul.
2: Yeah. And guys, it's literally just a paragraph called why you want to work here. So you don't have to overthink that for your own application. People don't want to sit and read a novel, but it's touching on all of those points. Okay. So once people read through all of that, there was a button at the end that said, get started. And that was kind of their self-identifying factor of like, okay, yes, I'm good with all of those things. Yes, I'll think it'd be a right fit. Now let me actually apply. And so outside of the like normal stuff, right? Getting their name and their email, like, are you available to work these certain hours? Do you have access to internet? Um, Where are you located? We did some things um, like telling us about yourself, and then we added like a caveat to that. We gave hypothetical scenarios, which this is almost directly what we got from Bonnie. And we had to truly sit and think, okay, what would those hypothetical scenarios be for our exact company? Within this role, what are some really key areas that this person is going to see a lot? Or we want them to just like know exactly how to handle. And so you might have to do some thinking to see what those are for you. But for this particular role, right? We copy and pasted an actual email from a student who was asking for a refund. It was kind of a unique scenario. It's paragraphs on paragraphs. And we asked how that person would handle it. We gave them a unique scenario of kind of like a personal um, scheduling issue that we would have within myself or Abby. How would they handle that? And then we gave them another scenario related to another one of our programs. And we kind of gave just very little information and asked, like, what would you do about this? So we left it a little open-ended for them to, do they need to research about what this program is before they answer the question? Do they need to kind of read between the lines about what we're asking? And we like to kind of gauge what their gut reaction is to these things. And then we can decide, based on their answer, is part of that coachable Or is part of that just who this person is as a person?
0: Yeah. So I think by far our biggest way of weeding people out was how they answered the hypothetical situations. Like I could have looked at a stack of 50 applications and in minutes narrowed it down to a couple of people because... Narrowed it down to zero because (laughs) no one was good at it. (laughs) But it it was so great because all of a sudden, even if they were familiar with all the programs and even if they said they could do the job, if they weren't aligning with how we wanted to operate our business, then it wasn't going to be a good fit from the start. And so we were able to really go through so much more and By far, this was the the biggest we had ever really tossed something out there. In fact, a lot of the people on our team were like direct referrals from friends and other entrepreneurs, and like we maybe talked to two people, hired the second person, and went on our merry way this, we had like hundreds of applications. Literally hundreds, hundreds. I would say close to a
2: thousand and I'm not exaggerating. It was insanity. It was bananas. And let me tell you, out of the hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of applications we got, I'll be honest with you and say that less than five of them were contenders.
0: And who knows? That is bananas to me. And we may have hired a different person out of those five, but we just hired the first one that felt like a fit, you know? Mm -hmm.
2: Well, because it wasn't like,
0: oh, this person feels like
2: a fit and we're going to move on. We had done so much work for this person to self-vet, like vet themselves through the entire process. So we didn't have to. So we knew upon meeting her that we were already like into the relationship a little bit. You know what I mean? Like we were already into a couple weeks of quote working together because we knew how she would handle so many scenarios. We knew like her proficiency on softwares and tools. We knew that she knew about our company and our mission and what we were expecting. Sometimes those things didn't come out for like weeks or months when we would bring on like contract work because it just, we didn't think about it.
0: So I want to quickly touch on how we sifted through applications and what that process was like, and then like put a pause on this. And next time, we'll talk about how we did the actual interview. So people would apply, but not everyone came through our website. We did use job sites. And because of that, Various job sites have you submit a resume to quote apply and it gets sent to you, and you kind of have to decide how you handle it. So, we had a it was more of a two step process in that case. So, if they applied via the job site with just their resume, then we responded with an email that was, I mean, very much a form letter that was like, you haven't applied fully until you go finish this other part of the application. And then once we had those in, our we had someone else on our team that we trusted that would go through those and narrow it down to, you know, who she thought actually answered the questions appropriately. And from there, Emily and I like got even more picky. And that really allowed us to quickly narrow down. And I I kid you not. I mean, it would, even if we got 100 applications a day, I might have been like, eh, for one of them. (laughs) But I will say, you know, as much as I felt like we had to utilize a job site, just to kind of verify that we were getting the right kind of applications, a big reason for that was because we were looking to fill the position locally. And ultimately, the person we hired actually applied before we posted on the job site. And I think that was because when we posted in various Facebook groups, these people are already more in line with our business because they know how it operates and they know how this world works. And the job site applications tended to be more vague, more random, and a little bit... I don't know, just like out there, I suppose. But we did have one other candidate that like, I was like ready to hire and she she said no. So yeah, granted, we didn't even get to meet with her, but it was just like, you can tell when people are a fit and you we had really narrowed it down. So next time we will jump into what we did in the actual in-person interview, what that process was like, And how we're starting to onboard her. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the Co op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at CreativeShopCoop.com and transform your business today.